0: love them why why do we feel so good when something's so comfortable mm. um and and it is all to do with oxytocin that re- is released in your brain it's the same thing as when you, uh, when you have a, uh, you're lying on a ridiculously soft pillow or a puppy or different things like cashmere and all these different clothing mm. soft clothing is it's,
1: it's oxytocin. it releases that chemical in your brain uh, which makes you feel good welcome to forever young the health and well-being podcast from lanserhoff my name is Mario Pedazzoli, and in every episode, join me in conversation with a variety of health experts and special guests as we explore what it means to live well. We may not find the secret to eternal youth, but join me on our quest as we explore just what it means to live a balanced, healthy and happy life. Hello again and welcome. Welcome. Well, it is the Christmas edition of Forever Young and the last podcast of 2021. And as we round up the year, I must say, first of all, a huge thank you to you, our listeners, for all the positive comments and feedback that has helped shape the show. And secondly, I'd also like to thank all the podcast guests who have appeared on the 25 or so episodes that we have recorded this year. And in particular our medical experts and wellness practitioners for their health and well-being advice, as well as those guests who live their lives in the public eye and sharing their insights into how they optimise their health and juggle their work-life balance. Which brings me very nicely to today's guest. He sits before me a picture of health, (laughs) impossibly good-looking, and the epitome of well-being although he's staring at the mince pies. (laughs) Uh, Let's see if I can tempt him. Uh, For the last 20 years or so, he's graced countless magazine covers and fronted global fashion campaigns for designers and brands such as Dolce & Gabbana, Hugo Boss, M&S, and Wellman. But rather than sit still, he's also been a columnist for British Vogue, written car reviews for British GQ, he works as an ambassador for several charities, including helping to raise awareness for men's mental health issues. And most recently, he's launched his own clothing brand. Oh, and he's just become a father for the second time. <laughs> Welcome to the show, David Gandhi. Thank you for having me. It's <laughs> a very nice intro. It wasn't bad, was it? No, it was all right. Well, it's I know you. you're lying, because you're looking you. at me looking at how, how tired is David Gandhi <laughs> like that.
0: That's what you're thinking. I'm
1: thinking you need a mince pie,
0: David. I, I had my first one yesterday, and that's, that's always a... That will continue now, my addiction to, to mince pies. Yes, that's right. Well, that would surprise everyone, of course, because everyone, of course, thinks I don't eat, being in the, fashion, in the fashion game and model.
1: Well, we're going to talk about that and <laughs> lots more. Um, let's see where the discussion takes us. But anyway, how are you feeling today? Right, thank you. Yeah,
0: I mean, can't believe it's the end of the year. Mm. I mean, absolutely mad.
1: And what a crazy year.
0: Like another another crazy year mm, uh, I don't think we could, could could i don't think we thought we were going to be in the same position again that we we're, we're not in the same position hopefully but
1: mm. um, everything all the signs are in fact you you remind me this time last year we were all looking forward to seeing the back of twenty twenty yeah and looking forward to twenty twenty one yeah <laughs> and here we are again <laughs> groundhog day yes indeed there you go uh, yeah well, as I said, we've got lots to talk about. Uh, you've been, a, and let's start with most recent event um, and the launch of your new clothing range. Yeah, uh, it's not just a shameless plug, David Gandy well Wellware, <laughs> um, but congratulations! To that I think you know w- with your approach to your brand, and there are a lot of synergies with uh, a health, healthy living podcast. Actually, but tell us why you you took the plunge and started your own business in in such a fickle industry as the fashion mm-hmm. industry, but mm-hmm. obviously one you know very well, but mm-hmm. I, it looks from a distance, a very tough industry to crack.
0: It is a tough industry. Uh, very, very tough. Um, things are constantly moving. Uh, the way people are shopping, the mm-hmm. way people are marketing, uh, digital media, target marketing, all these different things you've got to keep ahead of it. Um, to be honest, with you, I've been working with a lot of brands, collaborating, you know, so with collaborations and, you know, not even collaboratively, just being the model. Um, that's been 20 years. I've been 20 years in the industry. Mm. Um, so the collaborations I've done over the years with other brands has really taught me what I needed, what I wanted to know. So the, the idea of having my own brand probably came about 10 years ago, mm. knowing that I wanted to. That was, my, that was my goal. I'm a big believer in setting a goal. Um, but, of course, I was I had a name. I'd been in the fashion industry, I'd done a few campaigns, but few. didn't know how to, how to run a fashion brand, how to start, how to design. So that's when uh, MS approached me, and I thought, what a great learning curve, and that's where I learned for six, seven years. Mm. Factories, design, lead times, um, labels, everything.
1: Well, when you put it like that, this all makes perfect sense as a natural evolution of your career, I guess, because you've been learning on the job
0: learning on the job, mm. and didn't want to, and, I, and I, this is not critical of anyone uh, who, who starts their own brand, but there's a lot of people who are starting brands, are starting fashion brands, um, and you can do that with Instagram, with social media, very, very easily now. Mm. But I wanted, um, I didn't want people to think that I hadn't sort of gone and learned the business. So there was uh, a side to me that wanted that authenticity to, for people to know that, okay, so he's almost, um, you know, paid his dues and he's gone back to learn. And, and that's that's basically, and that's what really, what, Murray, what I did with the, the fashion industry was mm-hmm. for the first five, you know, five years was me observing, me mm-hmm. watching everyone. How does it work? Where do I fit in? How can I, where's the goal that I need to get to? And that was, and I always stated it, it was looking at the female, the, the top female supermodels mm. and asking them and looking at them and realizing that they ran this as a business. You know, there was a big team behind them, mm. um, agents, PRs, uh, PAs. There was a strategy. Um, and none of the men in the, in the industry ever did that. Mm. So that was it. it was, and then we got the break with Light Blue. And that's really when I think a lot of people may sort of sat on their laurels and that was it. But that to me was a stepping stone for for me to be able to move, yeah. you know, to go on um and, and, and build this platform for other guys to follow. Mm-hmm. And that's that's exactly what I did with uh, with you know the branding with my own brand, um with your own clothing line. So MS proved to be uh when it did the collaboration with David Gandhi, autograph, um, sleepwear, loungewear, hugely successful. Mm. Um but I still wasn't a hundred percent in control of where I wanted that brand to be where I wanted it to go mm. um MLS are, are a wonderful brand but they're also a massive corporation so you can't move quickly mm. um, everything w- which we can probably start at, at Dave again well with our with our very lean but uh, team is very quickly we can put something in you know into works in two weeks that would take six months of
1: that must be very, very refreshing, actually, to very make a decision and see it come yeah. to life. With I the mean, I,
0: I have to pay for that, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference. Yes, um, but of course, so that's that's the, the the side of running your own, uh, you know, being the founder and creative director of their own brand. But it, it's about teamwork. That's that's my biggest mm. thing, and have
1: I have an incredible team there. Um, your um, on your website, I think the aim of Wellware is you're enabling people to live happier, stress reduced lives. The greatest sense of well-being and style. So, tell us a bit about the range, and and why people are comfortable in in your range. So, we looked.
0: What I did with M&S was make trying to make the, the the softest, most comfortable essentials, mm. um, and that's what we've expanded with Wellware. But we've we're merging for the first time sort of well-being and fashion. So, I went back to look at scientific also, scientifically, scientifically, why do we wear certain items of clothing? Why do we love them? Why why do we feel so good when something's so comfortable? Mm. Um, and and it is all to do with oxytocin that is released in your brain. It's the same thing as when you, uh, when you have a, uh, you're lying on a ridiculously soft pillow or a puppy or different things, as like cashmere and all these different clothing, mm. soft clothing is. It's it's oxytocin. It releases that chemical in your brain. Uh, which makes you feel good, um, and that's basically it. That's why we have, this, and we'd lost this. I, I believe we, in many ways, thanks to the sort of the digital social world, we had lost this. F- you know, sort of feeling with clothing. It when it wasn't about buying the best quality, the most stylish, <clears throat> the most comfortable. It was almost about getting a picture that would stand out hmm. online hmm. for one time, for you know, for that one instant. And people, and of course, we, we've got this other side of um, fast fashion where people can uh, buy the latest trend, but they're buying t shirts for five pounds mm. or eight pounds, a dress for ten pounds. And that for sustainability is, it's not, well, it's the least sustainable thing yes. you can, we can ever do. So the other side where we had to look at well wear, and this is another psychological thing with clothing as well is that people get a buzz from you know, retail therapy. You get a high from buying. But then it's been kind of been proven that you get a massive low once you realize that that bit of clothing hasn't washed well, it's falling apart, you have mm-hmm. to get rid of it. However you get rid of it, you probably chuck it away so it goes on the landfill and it's made of polyesters and acrylics, mm-hmm. which are bio, you know, not biodegradable. Um, and it has a massive impact. And they've not been produced well in the first place. And to be able to make it at that price is you know, there's a reason. Why there's a reason made. where it's been made. Yes. Who's been making it? Uh, the conditions those people have been making it, and that impacts people. Mm. And I think people are becoming much more aware of this now. Um, so, well, where we look to that element to make it, as we're not saying we are a sustainable brand. What we are doing is saying that we've chosen factories that take sustainability very seriously and they're constantly developing that Uh, we've chosen uh, materials um, cottons from the the BCI the Better Cotton Initiative organic cottons Um, we're trying to reduce um, synthetic man-made plastics fibres in our Mm -hmm. in our materials Um, we have one recycled polyester um, sort of lounge uh, lounge set and that's about it um, but the rest of it is always is all you know all natural um, mm-hmm. walls and walls and cottons, which you know there, there's different ideas of sustainability. Um, so we've looked at you know we looked at the conditions that people you know made if things made in Portugal, the conditions we've we've been physically across to the factory to see the conditions of people working, what they mm-hmm. get paid, how our um, how our uh, materials are made how they will last, how they're so the, the, the testing on the materials to make sure that they last a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So from a weird point of view, and people aren't quite getting it, that so we're saying we actually want you to buy less. Yes. That's the idea of it. Mm-hmm. So production is horrendous for the environment. It, it is hugely impactful. So what we're saying is our items will last a long time. If you want That's
1: to. a strong message in itself, isn't it? You, we, you want them to buy less, but carefully select your items it's carefully selecting items and we're
0: essentials mm. and and obviously we will expand so we we're, we're essentials at the moment and, and loungewear and some outerwear and then hopefully we well, we are already expanding into next year into outerwear more daywear mm. um, so you can combine that whole and still be comfortable um, again going back to that the comfort so wellness element is um, there's been lots of studies done by university of putting students or people going into work into comfortable clothing mm. and then, or conditions of comfortable, uh, in comfortable clothing, conditions of uncomfortable clothing. And you see results are people in comfortable clothing are more open, they're happy, they're positive, and mm. actually more, weirdly, they're more generous. It's quite a kind of a strange thing.
1: And I'm guessing here, but um, of course, the guidance at the moment is to work from home where mm-hmm. possible, and, and many, many are. Yeah. That's probably not been so terrible for your brand with your comfort clothing <laughs> or comfortable clothing and athleisure.
0: No. Um, we, whether people staying at home, whether people were going off to work doesn 't matter we 're making essentials those essentials mm. are exactly as they say they're essentials mm. to go in your wardrobe, whether it 's a weekend office mm. um, whatever gym lounge it, we, we've we've covered those that 's never going to go away no you know, those essentials are like getting a haircut. you always need those mm. in your wardrobe. Mm. We are expanding to outerwear um, we already have, but we want we want to be able to people to mix that and and, and educate and show people how to mix that comfortable clothing. Within a, much, within a slightly f- more formal element, uh, going into the office, of course. Um, and this was before the pandemic. Remember, this was, you know, banks were saying to to uh, their employees, you don't have to wear a suit anymore. Mm. Now, I love suits. Mm. Tailoring is one of my biggest passions. Mm. Um, and I still wear suits for the right occasion. Mm. But, of course, I've gone much more casual now, not to be well wear just because that is the way you're we wearing am. well wear today. i am wearing, wearing head to toe well in david Gandy. Yeah. well i'm wearing. not head to toe so i've mixed it and this is what we're <laughs> saying again so this is our short collar sweat so again short collar is a is a, a very traditional style mm. of you know short collar jumper it's it's on um, tuxedos it's on um you know knits and we've put it into this you know, sweat Uh, sweat material so we're mixing those two elements Mm -hmm. it's uh you know a fleece back so it's it's very very comfortable i actually forget myself when i'm I'm trying to you know sort of when i'm talking about well wear and actually i'm sitting here and then i think about the comfort of it because you forget actually about the comfort you don't Mm -hmm. if you're in a suit or um something you might sit and think oh the tie's a bit tight and that collar's not you know it's i feel a bit restrictive Mm -hmm. um but but I'm not here but I'm hopefully still where you know still, still got
1: that the
0: essential of, of looking quite smart.
1: So what what comes across David I think it's it's refreshing and it's clear how passionate you are about it but the easy option would have been just to be the face <laughs> and let other people worry about the business. Yes. But you've um you've thrown yourself in feet first and uh but I think you're actually loving it aren't you I can tell.
0: I think the whole the I mean you love stress, right? <laughs> I think I pretend I don't. I'm very Mm. British. I'll moan about when I don't, when Mm. there isn't much work, and then I'll moan about when there is a lot of work. Yes, the stresses are, uh, this is the biggest undertaking I've ever done. The the whole team, and there's only within the world, where six, we've just taken someone else on, seven of us. Um, But we are all, this year has been brilliant, but it's been stressful. Mm. The results are good. We're very, very happy. People are understanding the messaging. Mm. Um, they're loving the clothing. We've had masses of repeat buyers, um, which says a lot.
1: Which says a lot. Yeah. So
0: we, but I, as a founder uh, and as creative director, I'm over every one of those different people in the team and the team mm. of canvas. So canvas came in my one of my best friends, um, Charlie T. He started uh, canvas and they wanted to, and they were a branding agency. And I've obviously been talking about. He knows he's been my best friend. So over many glasses of red wine, <clears throat> late at night, we've we've mm-hmm. talked about um, how we would start, and then the pandemic. And he said, "David, like for the first time, you are going to be in one place for the next three months, or three or four months." I've basically got you here. So over, we weren't together, but over Zoom, let's get this together. That's, mm-hmm. Let's get the IM and the plan and the, the the voice and tone of voice of the company together. And then let's go out and get get investment for it. So um, that's what we've done.
1: Congratulations. Thank Uh, you. And uh, I'm sure it's been exhilarating and and it's its own reward seeing it grow. Yes. Yeah, that that is is the great
0: thing at the moment. So
1: you thought you'd launch at the same time as you became a dad (laughs) for the second time.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I've kind of got... Two little babies, as I call them, in, in many ways. Mm. Um, yes, Matilda basically launched, and Matilda was born. I'm oh, sorry, Matilda. I'm that tired. Um, <laughs> Tabitha. Tabitha. Let, let's Tabitha get that Tab, right. Tab, Can Tab, I help you there? Yes, dude. Tabitha Rubella <laughs> was um, born virtually at the same time. So um, yes, the, it's it's stressful. Of course, we have Matilda. So um, yeah, Matilda's a lovely age, at, at being three. Mm. Um, so trying to. Uh, get that balance, right is is difficult. Yes, um, I still and, and of course I still this is not well where is not the only thing I now have going on it's 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 predominantly the, the The major project, but of course I still have the modeling style. I still have the license style I still mm-hmm. I'm still face to the brands um, I still have to keep that side going as well. Yes, as you say, so we're, so we're mixing mixing the, the two brands. Mm. I have to find time to work out, of course. Mm-hmm. That's usually now at sort of nine o'clock at night, which has always kind of been the way anyway, but that is my sort of hour of training at night, which isn't ideal. And mm. I'm missing, you know, more and more, you know, workout times than, than I would like. So I'm not in the shape I would like to be at the moment. That's that's the thing that's happened to take the brunt of me sort of being so busy with the family. But, um, yeah, well, well, well
1: that. For the nicest, for the nicest possible reasons. For the nicest, absolutely. Yeah, mm. I don't mind that. And
0: it's, it's, I do enough running around with, with Matilda. Yes, <laughs> burning some she, calories she, there. She, she keeps me, she, yeah. She and and me. how are
1: you as a dad? Are you a doting dad? Are you a modern dad? Changing nappies, midnight feeds, that sort of thing? Yeah, I'm very hands-on.
0: Very hard. I mean you're you're quite redundant as a dad, first of all, with a newborn. Mm. I'm very hands on after I probably would say eighteen months to two after that two year phase and I love it. My like Matilda at the moment, three years old. Uh, she's my like my little mate. And uh, she can come anywhere with me. Uh, we were swimming on the weekend, you know, we were in Richmond Park. Um, yeah, she comes everywhere with me and we just sort of mm. do our do our little thing together and give Steph a, a bit of rest just to be with the baby. Mm. Um and yeah, so I'm, 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 i probably say I'm, I'm definitely not as strict as my mum and dad, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I, I, I say a little bit stricter maybe than Steph mm. in many ways. Mm. Um, maybe I'm not, but, but, um, you know, it's, it's, you, you learn on the job, is it? There's no manual. There is no <laughs> manual. That, that is the amazing thing. Yes. I mean, you have a baby and then the, the, the uh, midwife nurses come out, and sort of check that you've got a car seat. You put the, you put the child in, and then you're off. You're off.
1: And I think should I not have a should I have not done a few exams for this? Mm. You know. So, um, yes, and I think the um, the parents listening, uh, in that wonderful early phase, the first few years of um, your children's lives, of course, the quality of sleep is affected uh, for everybody. Yeah. Uh, how how are you coping with that?
0: I'm not too bad because. I'm, I'm I'm a terrible sleeper, uh, which I advise people never to be. Um, sleeping repairs your body, sleeping repairs your brain. It's, But I've also been traveling around the world um, with the job in fashion for 20 years and, and before that. So I've always sort of, for 20 years I've been jet lagged. Mm. Um, and I've just learned to, whenever you can get 20 minutes nap or 20 minutes sleep anywhere, mm. whether it be it quick on a plane or... Uh, or you know, dash to a hotel room and have a half an hour nap to then carry on mm. and that's literally what I'm doing at the moment is I will be out during the day or doing with, with the businesses um, and then sort of coming home picking up Matilda bathing her putting her to bed and then having 20 minutes before then I do another half an hour of work to make sure I've caught up mm. I go to the gym mm. I do the shopping I come home I have to I cook myself dinner and then carry on working and then go to bed Mm-hmm. That is the time at the moment, and that that is uh, that's hard going all the time, and then getting a few hours before Matilda kindly wakes me up, <laughs> and I try and
1: persuade her to have half an hour back
0: to bed. Yeah, um, the early morning call. Yeah, exactly.
1: Let's um let's talk about your career mm-hmm. um, as as a, a model, and probably fair to say you're probably the world's most well known male model. Uh, and, and how did you cope with that? I mean, clearly, it was, I guess, a gradual process as mm-hmm. people got to know you. But as you said at the top of the show, it's pretty much 20 years. Mm. So, which uh, is a testament to your longevity. <laughs> uh, you're wearing well. <laughs> wear well. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. Wear well, <laughs> exactly. Ah, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Um, but tell us about that journey as, as a young man. Uh, to today, and I think you know you're quite open about this. You're 41 now and, and yeah. looking great on it. So, so tell us about the whole period when you look back on that whole career, which is still going. Yeah. How do you feel about it all? And- um, I, 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 I don't
0: reminisce that much. I have to say, but every, everything within fashion, you're always working forward. You're always working to the next season, next season, next campaign. Mm. Um, I, I've, I've always sort of sort of done that, and because of the way I think and the way I set goals, is I. I my one critical side of myself is that i i i, I don't sometimes enjoy the moments i'm mm. always worried about there's a bit, there's a bit of an imposter syndrome mm. worried about the next thing is this the last campaign is this the last one you know i wish someone had told me uh, back in 2006 that you know don't worry just the you know the, the light blue will be going for <laughs> 15 years yes. and then i might have relaxed a bit more but then mm. That side of it, I didn't want to relax. I mean, That's the constant push behind mm. me. Is, is that little sort of uh, voice in my head? Mm. Um, but no, I, I, I mean to start with, I, I never thought about coming to the fashion industry. I was, uh, I won a competition that a, that a friend put me in for. I then came out. And I could, went straight into the industry. Didn't know anything about it. it was very,
1: so it wasn't the master plan.
0: It Was not the master plan. But then I could see
1: where, you were, where they could presumably Presumably good looking bugger as a teenager and annoying no not, no, no 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 not at all no no mm. I was I was not
0: not that definitely mm. not that mm. um, no I was uh, I went through a very I always played sports uh, I was very sporty child. you know that that's what I what I could do I wasn't usually academic mm. um, but I went through like sort of puppy fat stage which I think a lot of teenagers do and then sort of mm-hmm. shot up mm. when I was sort of 17 18. Like, Until you know, I literally was overnight to like six foot two and then you're quite gangly and <laughs> yes. awkward So then you start going to the gym and you start working out and you know, everyone thinks I've sort of worked out because I, I got into fashion I got into the industry that's mm. absolutely not true. I, no. I did it for my for how I wanted to look how I feel healthy mm. um, And that was being slightly bigger physique and slightly more muscular um, And that's the way you know the, for my well-being for my mental well-being. I've always wanted to be mm. um, so Yes, we sort of went, and that's in the industry as well. So when I was in these, came into the fashion industry, is that there was this very you know, androgynous, skinny. Yes, there sort was of feel to it. Yeah,
1: and to some degree, kind of still is a
0: bit, but there's It's gone was back, back to there. it. There's a better mm. balance now, Mary, but but at that stage, the Dior guys, the Gucci guys, and things. So I didn't fit in at all, of course. Mm. I wasn't that particularly big, but I was just getting bigger. Mm. So. You know, a lot of the time the advice was don't get any bigger. You're not fitting into the clothes. You're not, mm. you know, I was pulled off of runways because I didn't fit the clothes quite often. Right. Um, went into going fittings and it was like, we haven't, our samples don't fit you. And I, I mean, you're not talking about I was a big guy. Okay, okay I was 6'2", but a lot of models. But I was just probably over, I was, you know, a 40-inch chest. It's a very normal mm. size to be. Mm. Um, but of course in sample sizes and fashion, you're too big. Mm. Um, and then things progressed and i I was doing very well uh, on the sort of catalog commercial side but it was not what i wanted to do and we had to change that around so i approached tandy anson who's the head of uh, select model agency and she said you know guys would kill for what you're doing at the moment i said it's just not what i want to do Mm. i said "I'll, I'll, i'll give this up because it's yes i am traveling but i'm not working who I presume with the best photographers I'm not producing anything that is that is gonna last imagery that is gonna last I want that I've seen you know the the, the big models doing you know the, the Ralph Lauren's and the Dolce and & Gabbana's and the Imani the, these images that are gonna last forever mm. and she said fine okay you have to give up everything all of your work because we have to change how people perceive you in the industry because they're seeing you as a catalogue model mm. so now they have to see you as an editorial campaign model um, and we did that. And then I shot the Dolce & Gabbana um, campaign. Mm. We then, I was then in um, Milan to do their show. And we heard that there was they were negotiating on something, which was a new fragrance, which turns out to be light blue. So mm-hmm. I was flying from Milan to Naples. And next thing I know, I was on a boat with Mario Testino and mm. shooting a light blue. And, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, you said it. You, it probably progressed slowly, but actually, after light blue, it didn't. It was thrust mm. straight into the limelight. We went yes. from
1: well, that was you know, a game
0: changer for you, wasn't it? Yeah, people not knowing who I was to they didn't know my name. But then we had you know ten press calls of who is this person? Can we have an interview? And we weren't set up for that. I didn't have press. I didn't have PR. <laughs> um, we didn't know what we we're doing. But I but I knew we needed to take advantage of it, um, and 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 that's what we did. But then and then it was about not being the guy in the Dolce Gabbana, you know, Dolce Gabbana advert. Not being the light the light blue
1: guy. Mm. It was you need know, to David Gandhi. And I, I talk about Actually, this. Yes, I guess until that point, no one was even asking you for your opinion on anything. You were just uh, no, absolutely. You know, you I was just a clothes horse I just and uh,
0: turned up, and mm-hmm. someone did my hair, and mm. uh, I was told to you know either clean shave or do mm-hmm. this, and go and wear those clothing and stand there, and mm. that's what you did. I didn't like that. Of course, mm-hmm. I didn't like that sure. whatsoever. And then that gradually changed. Um, of course, some people have an eye for it, and you can do it. It doesn't you know, suddenly matter that you've been in the industry. A lot of people can be in the industry for 20 years and still not have a clue how to put outfits or styles or colours mm. or design together. Mm. And it's not fashion. That's another thing as well. A bit with well where I've been fortunate to be giving a number of you know stylish men of the year awards all over the world and that the, the name is in you know the, the clue is in that style mm. it's not fashion
1: mm. and
0: i've never fitted into that fashion style of what's trendy mm. don't ask me no, no idea <laughs> i wear what <laughs> suits me what style I th-
1: is enduring isn't it as opposed style, to fashion, style lots the and, moment. And, and,
0: fashion yeah. and trends yeah and i've, I've always said to people um, don't follow trends set trends and they said well, what do you mean by that and I said listen if you buy a jumper that from a vintage store that you know is stylish and fits, and yes it might not be mm. what is perceived as trendy at the moment but if it looks good and it's you know it's stylish um it looks good on you it fits your body type people will only comment that it looks good mm. and then they'll follow mm-hmm. and we are there is a point to anything is that People follow. It's pack mentality. Mm. So, of course, you sometimes can get this element, especially among men, is the mickey-taking. So you'll wear something that isn't in the pack. <laughs> you know, something slightly <laughs> different. And they'll like, go, ooh, what are you wearing? And you take, yeah. you take a bit of joke, you take a bit of. But a lot of what those guys are thinking is, that looks good, where'd you get that? Now, men are much more open. Before it was all the mickey-taking, they wouldn't do it. Now mm. it's like, I notice a man go, where'd you get that from? Where can mm. I get this? And mm-hmm. then... We're allowed to be like that. Yes. I mean, that, that. that that has opened up for for men and fashion. Mm. That we're allowed to talk about clothes and and yes. and, and yes. wellness and moisturisers and all these different things. I can um, imagine what our dads would have thought of all of that. <laughs> my my yeah, I mean my dad, but has changed as well and sort of mm. sends me pictures of stuff that he's bought. Mm. It's usually because it's an absolute bargain. He loves a bargain, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, and and I've taken him home and said, "You know, Dad, what do you, what do you use for shaving? What do you use for this?" And I'm fortunate enough to work with makeup artists, and I get sent mm. a lot of mm. stuff. And I said, "Dad, try this," and you know, the same thing, mm. and, and and he does. So we're we're all secretly basing, and we, we we all, whatever our partners are, if they've got creams, everything else. Mm. As men, we all know we use them. We don't like to talk about it, but we all know we try the under <laughs> you know the
1: under eye wrinkles and the moisturizers. We just don't admit it to each you other. You speak for yourself, yeah. Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> Um I know you've spoken about this in the past um and where you've said you, you you've you've had to occasionally battle the stereotype that that maybe yeah. you know uh, and and maybe you would judge clearly you're someone with opinions um, you're, you're, <laughs> um you'' um you know you you're you're never sitting still you're always evolving to the next stage mm-hmm. as we said earlier and you have just launched your business so you clearly have a an eye and an understanding for business um that must have been very frustrating. Uh, and, and how did you cope with that and go beyond it? Because you have changed the landscape, really, for the industry, for male models.
0: It's about gaining respect. I, think. I don't think it's walking a lot of... There is a lot I've noticed in the younger generation. I, I, if this idea of, and this goes for employees that we've, we've, we've met, of the demands of young people. Straight away as if they should be top dog immediately. Mm. Life I have explained to anything into modelling and then doing fashion brand, I was willing to be at the bottom and work my way up and learn. A lot of it is about listening and observation. Mm. Don't go into something thinking you know it. Now, you may have great ideas, but people aren't going to listen to you. You have to prove that.
1: You Um, have to earn their respect. You
0: have to earn respect. Mm. And that is the thing nowadays. Um, And... That's sort of almost the way I've gone into everything, is, is being very respectful to the people I'm working with. And that's the longevity in the brand that I've worked with. So all these brands like Jaguar, you know, Massimo Dutti, Dolce & Gabbana, all these brands I've worked with for 10 years, 15 years. And I've shown them respect and they've shown me respect. And mm. I've shown those respects for, like, you know, for, for Dolce & Gabbana. Is I've never worked for another Italian label. That's respect I'm not under a you know an exclusive contract not to do that. I could but my respect is they started my basically my career I wouldn't be here with them so mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the face of another Italian big brand mm-hmm. it's dolce that's it mm-hmm. same with & the same with Jaguar always different so yeah, that's that loyalty and it's that's repay. mutual respect yeah um, so yes there is still the, the first stereotype <clears> that I still get it is David Gandhi from Essex now I don't know any other place when someone says I don't know I'm not sure where you're from but <clears throat> you know Mario from Suffolk from Lancashire mm. from that you just don't get it it's mm. David Ganey from mm. as if Essex is a derogatory thing mm. or is Essex is an Essex boy mm. so firstly you have to go over that slightly I'm very proud to be from Essex Essex has a lot of famous people a lot of successful people from Essex a of, you know, there's a lot of grafters mm. a lot of successful people but then it was yeah, the, the perception of a male model
1: a male model from Essex. A male that's model what you're from battling Essex. Against.
0: So when you are going in, and, and, mm. and this was the other thing as well, when I've gone into and, and, and brands use me to come in to advise and to creative direct, and that name is you you, you, you as brought up that David you know, David is coming in to advise, and, and they're like the model, what does what does he know? Mm. Um, and the perception is that you've had nothing to do with building your career nothing mm. to do with strategizing, nothing, anything, you, you've you just sat you've there, you are to the whole way. Yeah, mm. and, and that is the perception, of course, and I think a lot of people would like to believe that as well, there's a difference, mm. and there's this, also this other side, whether it's a UK thing, or a thing, is um, we love to build people up, but we love to knock people down. So we can knock them down yeah. sometimes. Yeah, it's, uh, which I never understood, mm. I didn't think that was actually, better, but actually it is. it is, so you've then got this side as well, and I've, I suppose in some ways, like I was talking about this the other day, at uh, a talk I did, as I think we can all be like that. There is all We're always going to maybe have a little bit of resentment for someone or a little bit of jealousy. And I've learned not to have that whatsoever, mm-hmm. is just be positive. Give people a positive element. You might not believe in, so believe in what they're saying or agree with what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we have to divide. You know, oh, We're right. in such a polarized position at the moment. It, it oh, yes. seems to be left, and, left or right. Black or white, there's no middle ground, mm. and people just seem to want to ha- to have this voice, and they do have a voice now on social, but it, it seems to be a quite demeaning, angry voice all the time. Yes, um, easily it, offended voice as well. Easily offended. And It's just about I just think you know just just be positive mm. to people. Do you like what they do? I say well, congrats on you. but other people have started brands. I might not like them. Mm. I can see a different direction they should be going and things. But it's not up to me. It's up to them, it's up to me to go, congratulations on what you've achieved so far, mm-hmm. really well done. Mm. You know, there's other models that, um, and, and there are some other great, you know, some some, yeah, some big models, and we all do go, what a campaign, mm. well done. And we all comment on each other or give each other a ring or an email going, mate, honestly, that cover you've just done or the, what you've just done with this, mm. so well done. Because I suppose we know how hard it is to get there. Yes. Um, but it's that positivity that we always say. You know, it's a bit like a it grows roots. If you're positive to someone, they're positive, and that can go that's be, down, so be down to anything. You know, you know, smiling at someone, saying hello in the morning. Mm. But it's that positivity in someone, and that passes on. Um, and that's something with Wellware, which you, if you look at the website, you know, the Instagram is everything is positive. So we're trying to be. You know, we've just done this little Christmas uh, film. And it was—it's—it's n- it's not really about selling clothes, of course. Well-wear is in it, mm. but the actual concept was to make people smile, mm. and that was it. And in our campaigns, where you know I had to cast eleven other models, and I cast them very carefully because I want them to come on in to the brand like I've been brought into other brands and longevity. Mm. So when I was casting them, I'm seeing them—they're going to be with the brand if we are around. Hopefully, Touchwood yes. for the next ten years, they're with us, and they are all positive people and oh, yeah. we had an incredible time at the shoot like even if i say to so myself i after 20 years i know how a set should be run mm. and no one wanted to go home you oh, know hmm. everyone at the end of the day was so uh, we had to usher everyone out because we still had three days of shooting and we need to mm. get home and get some rest um and i think people can feel that within the brand so from from that point of view of, of from that positivity from the people going from instagram to looking at the um you know, the website, the feeling, you know, the positivity from the videos to getting off that website to buy that buying process, which is we are trying to make it, make it un, as unstatic as possible mm. to sit in there to get in your delivery the next day to this comfortable clothing that when you wash doesn't shrink, that when you wear it, mm. we have got well wear, breathe and well wear care that looks after your skin to the point of going, oh, doesn't that look, isn't that holding well? Does it? it hasn't shrunk. It hasn't mm. it's washed really well. to so that comfort value, everything's positive.
1: So you you're building a story there it's not just a, yes, a shoot yes, for the a, day and you, it's a you, you, narrative yeah and you see your models possibly being with you for years to come
0: I hope they will yeah mm. a lot of the models from WorldWare have got a lot of work and, mm. and yeah. uh, they've gone on to um, you know do do great things from shooting this last year um, that's where we'll see you know will they'll be very yeah. expensive. <laughs> so we'll see what their loyalty remind is. Their loyalty them. Holds. remind exactly, them the yeah. break you gave yeah. them, David. But, but, but you know that's why we chosen is because I still I'm a big believer in it. It, it didn't matter, um, you know, how it mattered how they looked, of course, but it was actually what they brought to what mm. they said to me in, in in the in the view as well.
1: Let's uh, let's talk about your uh, physical condition and your training yeah. generally and your health. <laughs> I mean, you said uh, earlier that you don't feel your optimum physical uh, condition uh, and best, but I can't quite see that from where I'm sitting. So no, I'm really not. How are, you, how are you keeping fit? How do you like to keep fit? What's what's a typical week look like um, if you if you had free reign? If I had free
0: reign, mm. I would be at the gym uh, for an hour and a half every day. Mm-hmm. That 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 I. That is not possible at the moment. It's usually 45 minutes to an hour. My cardio is walking, walking the dog. Matilda, I walk everywhere. We've got uh, an office in in Soho. I live in southwest London. And I was on the phone pretty much. And every five minutes I would get off the phone or get in a taxi. I couldn't find a taxi. So I walked home.
1: Hmm.
0: And I think it's three and a half miles. Now I go for a five mile walk in the morning with my dog. So three and a half miles. People are like, are you mad? You know walking home but actually it doesn't take that long mm. i'm still working that's my fitness people don't realize those little bits of walking walking and you can
1: enjoy london so while you
0: walking. you can enjoy it's london beautiful and it's beautiful city. at the moment mm. um and i do love so so i'm not you know I, I don't do much cardio my cardio really is because of the um it's kept sort of the circuits and stuff i do within the gym which is all weights and um Yes, yeah, so I incorporate in that, but I'm not particularly that fit. I've always stated that. And, you know, I've done London marathons and everything else, and I hated every minute of the London marathon. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a really runner, not a long distance runner whatsoever. Um, I love walking, I love hiking, um, so that's how I sort of keep that side down. My issue is because I, you know, because I, I, I literally don't stop. I drive, I drive my other half stuff mad because I, I, I am not that person that can sit for few hours and watch a box set and just so I'm Mm. constantly on to the next and next and next thing so I I, I don't stop so for me I'm I'm burning sort of between sort of three and a half four thousand calories a day Mm. um, especially if I'm training so I need to get those so I need to get back four thousand calories three and a half four thousand calories Mm. a day just to maintain the size I am so to me Mm. it's fuel I'm putting into my body all the time so I'm just trying to get this calorie in, and if I don't do that and if I don't go to the gym from not training and not sort of eating right, um, I don't get bigger, I actually get smaller, which mm. to me and my mental well-being mm. is horrendous. You know, if people go, oh, you've, you've lost a bit of well, you've lost some muscle size, that kills me. <laughs> Absolutely kills Red me. Red rag to a ball. Yeah, where most people say, well, oh, you lost some weight, that's that's good. Yes, It's, not my, I mean, it's, it's the other
1: way around with me, really. Yeah, you obviously enjoy training. You said earlier that you were a sporty kid. What, yeah. what were your sports and are you still playing any sports no
0: no no uh i wish i could I, I
1: don't you can
0: me. timing wise i mean i could and i love mm. I, I, i'm probably one of the most competitive people in <laughs> in the world i think sometimes um i'm hugely competitive so um <clears throat> and, I, and i love that so i played cricket football rugby anything that could probably get me out of class mm. i played mm. um and I, I i do miss that in in many ways um i think that's where the the gym side comes into that competitive edge with myself Mm. uh still being in there um i mean i've i race cars and sort of i don't have much time to do that but that's if i can do that that's what i do Mm. um so yes i'm not i I wouldn't say i'm in great physical you know sort of uh and and it you can feel it as you get older you can definitely feel that
1: well, yes, let's talk about that, shall yeah. we? You're, you're in your 40s now. Uh-huh. 41? 41, 41. Yeah. Not far from being 42, is be it? Uh, okay. Uh, and do you feel... How different do you feel? Where do you see the difference in your, for, compared <laughs> to your 20s and 30s? Remember, this is a family show. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. I think you feel it... I think you definitely have to change your training, which I've done. But, that, again, that's learning... I, I, bit about on the job of of not trying to push heavy weights mm. heavier 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 um and i've done that and i've had injuries the injuries then um, you know, shoulders and biceps and chest and not from warming you know I haven't warmed up I haven't warmed down mm. um so I've, I've changed that a lot um so i actually feel sort of slightly better um you know i've had i've, I've got uh De, you know, de, uh, degeneration of, of the discs in my spine mm. i've always had sort of back problems which i've had to sort out so yeah it's it's just age
1: mm.
0: um but i'm still flexible i still go to the you know i still am down the gym and i'm still pushing that's good you know, you're still weight.
1: flexible because it's a typical trait of men in their early middle ages it's not yeah it's absolutely. not to be yeah yeah are you working on that through yoga or is it just your own? Routine? No, I've never
0: done it. It's just, I, I make sure I do a, a lot of stretches now mm-hmm. if I'm at the gym. Um, and you do, it I mean, anyway, you know, if you're bigger and muscular, um, you know, not leaner musculars, is, is your restrictive, basically, at the end mm. of the day. You are, you, you, you're not as flexible, and that's just the size of your muscles. Um, and, and you know, that was something as well in the fashion game. I, I couldn't, I, there were times where I, my competitive edge took over in the gym and I got too big. Mm. So, of course, I'm then putting stuff on and it doesn't look good. Mm. It just looks like I'm, I'm I'm too big, nothing starts fitting. Um, so, yeah, you have to get that balance right at the end of yes. the day. But, um, yes, that pushing heavy weight is the thing I've learned that almost if I could go back and go, don't try and push the 42s and, you know. <laughs> Take the
1: take the thirty eights and keep your form and do do a set of you know do do six sets. I invite you to try Leanne's aerial yoga class, <laughs> which is right. uh, which we've just launched here. Yeah, uh, we'll get you a space. We'll okay. have you hanging upside down and doing <laughs> things you never thought possible. Uh, it's quite something, actually. it's yeah. a game changer.
0: When I did try yoga. Mm. The more advanced yoga, I could do better with the more advanced yoga than the beginner's yoga, mm. which is mm. because I was stronger and I could balance and I had that strength. And mm. people go, "How can you do that?" But actually, you can't touch your toes. Mm. Um, and that's when I first did yoga and I realised that I was unflexible. So I have sort of manipulated myself and done much more stretching. I'm, mm. I'm you know, I say I'm sort of flexible, um, but things also things start to go. Even at the gym, things as you're older, you get. Um, you, know, you feel a bit of ache in your elbows or ache in shoulders again, and you have to maintain that and be very careful. Sometimes I learn not to push it. Yeah, I seem to make enough. noises. So I go, oh, as I sit down or get <laughs> <Yes>. up again, <laughs> I think that's just age at the end of the day.
1: I think so. What about your nutrition, David? Do you look after how you fuel your body? or
0: Yeah, as, as I said, I, I, I see it. I, I don't I love eating. I, I, I always have um exactly mince pies coming my way any minute. Um, and I do and and it's a it's another stereotypical view All oh, well, models don't eat well I'm a you know sort of below 15 stone but that's usually a sort of between 14 and a half 15 stone mm. six foot three guy mm. you have to fuel you have to eat and and if you're constantly moving constantly at the gym and everything else then yes it's like I a few. Sort of basics is I don't eat processed foods, so anything really in a packet or anything white or anything I, I don't particularly eat. Mm. So white bread, I, everything is wholemeal, everything is seeded, everything is wholemeal pastas, um, and yeah, in in anything sort of. Pack, I'm not I'm not saying I don't eat biscuits, but I've always sort of joked with people that you can have the triple chocolate chip cookie, or you can have four Jaffa cakes. Just look at the label kind of thing, and you can, you know, sort of, Do and the rich tea, you know, the Ganny family loves a rich tea biscuit, Matilda is obsessed with them as well, <laughs> and they're a very low-fat, sort of, you know, low-carb kind of biscuit, there's different mm. ways, everything's in moderation. Put a big chocolate cake in front of you, of course, I'll eat it. So your um, guilty
1: pleasure is a rich tea biscuit?
0: No, I mean, that's what I eat, I mean, my, my guilty pleasure, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, if you put those 6 mince pies, I could I could get through <laughs> them with a cup of coffee. <laughs> But, uh, if my, and, you know, if I go home and my mum's, I, I, I go home and my mum my and dad look after themselves as well. My dad is still, at, at, he's turning 70 in February. He's running every other day. He looks after himself. He's down mm. the gym. So I've sort of got that that's built into my that's great. ethos, really, of yeah. that's how you do it. But at the same time is, I'll go home. My mum would have baked four cakes. I don't know who she bakes them for because there's only, you know, <laughs> a few of us going home. Um, and we enjoy them. You know, we're not we're not saying no to that, um, but it, you have to get that balance right. So yes. it's a balance again. Like you know, I need a hell of a lot of protein if I'm training, um, and getting the carbs right. But again, there's good carbs, there's bad carbs, there's good fats, there's mm. bad fats. Everyone thinks that fats are bad. Mm. Yes, saturated fat mm. is bad. High, sh- lots of sugar is bad. Mm. We're very nutritionally inept in many ways. Like we we, we still don't know how to read a, the back of a label. Many people don't. Mm. You know, I think we're looking at this um, you know, we're talking about pandemics and, and COVID, which is, of course, terrible. But we're also looking at we're the fattest nation in Europe, mm-hmm. especially among children. And it's getting worse. And it's getting worse. And it's, mm. it's, it's a simple thing to educate children mm. into what they are eating. I don't I mean, I'm not sure if you were educated. I certainly wasn't. Mm-hmm. There was a home ec class. Mm. I think I learned probably to make spaghetti bolognese True. and a cake. And that was it. But I've taught myself. And it's much better now, and there is so much more information.
1: Um, but you're right about children; that they're leading increasingly sedentary lives uh, yeah. with gaming and so on, as opposed to being on a pitch or running around the playground and you, you know just being it's, active. It's, yeah, absolutely. So something
0: I, as I said to you before we started with Matilda, is you know we were swimming, we're in Richmond Park, we're mm. walking, we're constantly moving. I like her outside mm. with me and 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 not. Yes, of course. There are times when we put her in, you know, we give her our phone, where she sits in front of the television. but We try to keep that mm. um, to you know to at least time as possible. It's you know, those, those formative
1: reasons. years that, that lead to the healthy habits in their adult lives. You know, the, the, yeah, and it's it is habit. Mm-hmm. Then, you, know,
0: you can joke to the point now where if you where you know, when, you know we used to have takeout, get a takeout once once a week with our family. Mm. We still had to go and get the takeout. Yeah, you know, we would go and get it. It was. Mm. It wasn't delivered. No. Um, so and now we sit there and it's delivered to our door. We don't even have to move out of the seat. We just have to go to the front door.
1: Frightening when you think about
0: it, and it's that. scary. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you're seeing this, you know, and it's it's that convenience. They just don't have to move mm. anything mm-hmm. you know a, a, a cab you, you still used to have to walk down the road and try and how a cab mm-hmm. they need to do that arrives right outside your door mm. everything is that convenient which is brilliant we've got to see the side of that the the other side of that is people are not moving less and of course mm. we're looking at a, a time now where we're even saying don't go in the office so don't go and walk for the bus or the tube or the train mm-hmm. or the cab or the car don't walk up those tube steps don't walk up that escalator stay at home for me, that's a really scary that side. That is scary. Yeah. Um, if you break that down, and for mental well-being, mm. that's in which I, as you mentioned, I talk about a mm. little bit as well. Is the side of going in an office and being amongst people, and it might be that little chat with someone, that little drink after work, that lunch, whatever. Is people also can keep an eye on people mm. now, we're all in the office. Now you see, might see someone on a Zoom meeting for a couple of hours a day. But mm. how is how is a person the rest of the day you know we're, we're talking about men need to talk everyone needs to talk but men especially men, need to talk we are rubbish at it we are and i always said that that's a great advice is there anyone to listen or is anyone actually listening mm. and you can talk and talk about you know how you feel and are people taking that on board and listening and of course we're all saying now don't go into the office so are you, are you talking less are we actually all going to be at home and mm. we're supposed to be you know we're we're this with the most community of, of 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 all neighbor thanks to whatsapp and social media but actually face-to-face communication it's
1: disappearing fast is
0: disappearing and, and of course you've got lots of people who you're not really you're, you're reading people other people's views and again you're seeing this polarized mm. very sort of and of course you're being targeted to what you're read or what you're reading of course it's all algorithms yes so there's a a scary side, yes, to a lot that is happening that I don't think we're going to see for the impact of it truly for a few years,
1: yes. And I appreciate this is all about you know the restrictions that are in place are about containing coronavirus, but mm. but the consequences of those restrictions, as you say, we'll we'll see the consequences of those for years to come, especially with, with younger people, yeah. But I mean, if you know they're going to come, mm. then you, you can put
0: um. Of course, we didn't think we're all still going to be, you know, restrictions and lockdown at this time. Mm. Uh, Maybe it'll prove that with the vaccines that we we won't. Mm. Um, But you have to, you know, however people do it, or whatever governments do, they need to understand that we are going to see a knock-on effect, Mm -hmm. Um, and you need to put precautions in place or, or, you know, sort of practices in
1: place that are going to help those people. David. It's been wonderful talking to you. What, um, what are your plans for 2022? <laughs> Good question. To little, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, as I said, we're, we're still working. We, we're working on uh, sort of the collection for this time next year, which will launch in September. So we're already virtually a year ahead. So we know what's mm. coming out in February. We've done April. We know what's coming in summer now. That's just the collection. We have all the marketing and all the target marketing and, the campaigns to be able to have to
1: put this together but we are work, We are already trying to predict what people are going to wear this time next year. This has given you a new lease of life hasn't it? I can tell you're, you're, you're really obsessed with all of this and you have to be because it's your business at Box. Absolutely.
0: Food. There's no mm. yeah it, 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 it doesn't stop to the point of you know I've even told customer services and everything that when there is a, you know, if there is and there haven't been many which, which are great um, <clears throat> but we're delivering Globally, there are always going to be problems, whether it's could be careers or something else. And, and what we've tried to do is, and I said, Oh, if there are any major problems, then then I will take over those mm-hmm. last or calls. And I'll, so the founder of the company contacts them and says, right, can I understand what's going on? Let me have a look at this mm-hmm. and let me solve it for you. Um, so, so even to that point at one o'clock in the morning, I'm going, right, now I can sort this. As a, as a founder, that's the detail I've kind of gone into to make sure I've got the company run how I how I would perceive a company should should be run, mm. and keeping customers, making sure they are happy. It's so expensive to get customers; it's a lot cheaper to keep them. Mm. And whether that's just sorting out okay, and saying true. we're so so terribly sorry, something's happened here. Yes, it's out of our um, it's sort of out of out of our control, but you still you know you've still paid money to to trust us, so. Mm-hmm. Let's sort this out, and let's keep you as a customer. And that's what I love. What when brands have done it to me, and that's what I'm doing to them. Mm -hmm. That's a constant journey. We're 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 seven weeks old at the end of the day, (laughs) so which which sounds mad. So next year is going to be, it's it's not going to be easy. Um, But if we can carry on the same same sort of trajectory as we are, then it, it it hopefully looks positive.
1: Well, David. It's been great, as always, chatting thank to you. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for having uh, me. And, uh, and thank you for sharing your, your wisdom and uh, thoughts on life in general and, and, and how you <laughs> got you. To, uh, to where you are today. I can, and, I can have a mince pie. Now, uh, now we can <laughs> <laughs> stop the chat and start eating yeah. the mince pies. But thank you very much. Pleasure. And, thank uh, you. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you. And to you.